Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarkiness Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service right across me. Ravishing Ro Moran and we are without Rowdy Raf Camus again. We're back on the tablecloth though. Yeah, yeah. Back on the tablecloth. And if we don't sound as as uppity and as perky as we normally do every time we start the podcast, we'll have to DJ apologize. Perky. Yeah. I have to apologize. It's been a long, long day. You know why? Because we've been taping the wrestling gods all day, bitch. That's right. The wrestling gods will be back on Fox in time for the Royal Rumble. In fact, we have on good authority that the latest episode will air as soon as January 27. Oh, no, Yeah, and it will be airing every day from for the next week after the 27th. So right before every WWE program that includes Raw, SmackDown, Bottom Line, Afterburn, and especially the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. That and a whole lot more. You would not believe. Yes, we literally spent the entire day. I, I think we all woke up at 6 a.m. Oh, and uh, someone else woke up earlier. Yeah, yeah. To get there earlier. And we literally spent the entire day working on new content for the wrestling gods to make sure that season two really stands out from what you remember from last Let's year. Let's just say that uh, you will see a lot of, well, obviously from the get go, it's going to be different because we have new co-hosts. Yep. Now, yeah. I said the name before, no, no. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. More than one new co-host. Yes. Right. So what we're going to do here is what you're, what you're going to see here is that actually, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I realize that we did some legit acting over there. That's right, yeah. Legit acting, papi. We were actually coached and directed by a legit director. Acting chops. And a legit production house. Yeah. Right? That, that's how much we upgrade. I mean, which is not to throw shade at Lally and Alan, who are oh, uh, yeah, first off. No, our no, producers no. from day one. Our producers from day one have been with us from day one. They try to make it work from day one. And we, we respect what they try to do. But, you know, I think uh, everyone, including them, stepped up their game with this one. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could really see from um, all of us bringing a huge part of our rooms to bring it on set. You, um, you've seen some of the pictures by now. They're on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, they're, they're everywhere. And I think even the wrestling references, like we really stepped up the game, our, our game there to make sure that there are so many inside jokes oh, oh. and and. Overt jokes that everyone can understand. These are not fish, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have some pet fish that, that are part of the show, but, you know, you don't get to see us name them C and M. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, other things. Anyway, yeah. No, thank you, though, for all the support that you have put into the show. We've, we've heard you all this time. We we know that you want the wrestling guys to come back ever since we did our last episode back at SummerSlam. And now you're getting your wish. 
it's different, but you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. And we're really happy that you also sent in your questions. You sent in your comments, the feedback, everything from every tweet to every post to every like. It all means a lot to us, and it's really what makes us go further. And I, I guess we're happy that we're able to establish something with everybody. And, you know, this all just started as as this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It came from here. Oh, this Dreams is where it all true. began. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm actually not sure why you guys want to see us on TV, but thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and it's nice to know that it's not only Peter Rosenberg who gets to have a chance like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So enough about that. Enough sucking our own dicks. Uh, we'll get to do more of that by next week. We have we have a lot to talk about, despite the fact that uh, we're recording this on Wednesday evening. So we haven't seen SmackDown right now, but mm. we know about the big stuff that happens on yep. SD. But before that, we got to start... From the weekend. Because over the weekend, the WWE broke ground by staging the United Kingdom Championship Tournament. So by now, it's uh, we, we all know that it was Tyler Bate who won. Yeah. Um, you've only seen half. Oh, yes. I've only seen the first day. Uh, it's not that great because it's the first round and, you know, you, you don't really expect much from the first round except for the main event. But uh, I think I've seen enough to get a taste of what... Uh, the competitors bring to the table. But I do think from all the reactions I've seen from the whole thing... That like the cruiserweight classic, they step it up for part two. Yeah, uh, what's nice about the UK Championship tournament is it's like the CWC in the sense that it's not too much to take in. So unlike New Japan, where say you watch Wrestle Kingdom if you want to watch everything, that's six hours of your life. Sunud sunud yan. Yung UK Championship tournament, it's divided into two parts of two hours each. Yeah, so you there's not a whole lot. One, one more hour than Raw. Yeah, but there's not a whole lot to digest. And the best part is they were able to set a clear story from from the get go. Hindi siya tulad ng CWC na it took a while for an arc to establish. There was no arc really. There wasn't any arc. The arc that you might have you might have noticed was. From the usual drama of a playoff, like that's fine. No, I mean you had the arc of say Brian Kendrick's redemption story, oh, or sure. or T.J. Perkins being homeless and shit. So you oh. had those no, little those, stories. Yeah, yeah. Pero hindi siya transcend to the entire tournament. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Whereas uh, the UK CT had the main driving narrative of Pete Dunne. Pete and, Dunne being a dick. Yeah, him being an asshole to everyone. So that was the main main um, main storyline, and it was up to the other side of the bracket to come up with a baby face to challenge him. Because from from the end of day one, it was pretty obvious Pete Dunne was going to go to the finals. Oh. Um, he, um, let me just talk about Pete Dunne really quickly. Because I I've never seen his work in WCCPW or Progress Wrestling prior to the championship tournament, but now that I have, he's someone I want to keep my eye on. Because he just brings. Um, sobrang kupal niya yeah. na even if I like his work pati ako nakukupal na ako sa kanya he's not like Kevin Owens na tayo na nakakatawa yun na the responses Pete Dunn elicits from me and I'm as, as smarty as you can get is like tayo na gusto ko siyang sapakin maybe it's also because he's, he doesn't look good he's, he's not a looker at all yeah but yeah. Uh, he was but neither is KO yeah yeah no no well family man is KO he has that dad charm about him as you know the man crush spilling over to this podcast but still uh Pete Dunne was compared to Finley by guys like Nigel McGuinness. And I see the comparisons there. And Finley really was a dastardly dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like where you, I like, I like him, but I don't like him as much maybe because I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah. But I do like who won. Yes. Uh, from the first, first day palang, you could tell that Tyler Bate was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he really stood out. Uh, which isn't to throw shade at Tucker either. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Tucker, Tucker was robbed. Tucker, despite the jabroni ring name, was actually solid. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like how Cedric Alexander <laughs> was treated in CWC. So we're going back real quick on the jabroni ring name. What about Wolfgang? No, you Wolfgang, I appreciate it because it is Wolfgang. Yeah, absolutely. Did you not listen to the story? No. 
No, na he oh, really? identifies with the werewolves and shit. Like he's into that mythos. Kaya Ay, Wolfgang. It's still a given name, like Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yeah, but you know, um, they were able to connect it. McGinnis was so so good on comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, it's like listening to Kamos because you know, Nigel McGinnis is a high pitched motherfucker, yeah. but he is so smart. He, I like that he's a throwback to old color commentators. Nah, like you know, Pete King or Pete Taz. Right? right. Uh, he explains everything and gets really scientific. I appreciate that with my color commentators. And I think what I like better pa about McGinnis than say a JBL or a David Otonga is that uh, Nigel McGinnis didn't have to put himself over. Oh no no no! He was just an accessory. He would oh, no. just add layers. Sure, he knew that he was there to you know impress, right? Yeah, but he didn't go overboard such that napapansim na tanga pasikat tong commentator na to. No no no! He, he was he's never like that. Even back in Ring of Honor, he he was always uh, the guy providing. And he's never Never interjecting his own opinion. Uh, he's not, he's, as you said, he's not like JBL at all. JBL feels the need to stick his his beliefs where we don't want to see them, right? McGinnis is very no nonsense, yeah. and I really appreciated that. And I guess Michael Cole, if you listen to him say UK Championship Tournament, it takes you back to early SmackDown from like the ruthless aggression era, and it lets you appreciate how good Cole can be if he doesn't have Vince in his ear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the first time Michael Cole has called a show that, that was run by Triple H. And yes, if, that if you, is correct. If you really think about it, and you can see a difference, right? Uh, when he's just told to call the match and call the wrestling, and you can tell that he. It's weird to hear him say stuff like wrestling. Yeah, it's weird to hear him say stuff like evolve or. No, it's fine. It's fine. I've I've heard him say NJPW. I'm sure, right? So it's fine. It must weird on yet. Also, I want to say I want to point this out with these tournaments that the WWE likes to run. It's the second time they've done this live special thing on the network. The first time was obviously the Cruiserweight Classic, right? And obviously we're gonna get more tournaments because it that's in thing now. Yeah, but. They really like to do the your first round main event, your last match from first round, always with two guys who can go, like both guys who deserve to get to advance to the second round, and you always end up. I mean, you get that they're trying to um to fill out the philosophy that the main event has to be the best match on the card, right? So therefore, you have to stick the best two wrestlers on at the last match. But it yes, you can tell. So what one of the better you know one of the good wrestlers in that match has to stay home yeah and doesn't deserve you know uh, sits out a tournament he deserves to be in right so that, you know that was Cedric in CWC oh. and it was Tucker in oh. the UKCT but it, it doesn't really matter because if I don't uh, when you watch the NBA playoffs you can tell that the the seeds the lower seeds are, are likely not going to remain yeah at all. and you don't you don't give two shits if they get stomped on the first round yeah so why can't it be like that why can't it be more realistic now uh let's just say that the seeds are more realistic in the sense that if this guy is paired up with this guy a better guy he's gonna he's gonna get squashed or you know he's the the conclusion is far gone but I think to be fair, naman, and you know, um, this is us completely disregarding Pete Dunn's half of the bracket. Yeah, so sure. that was solidly his. Yeah. Right? You, you side in a Tyler Bate and a Wolfgang and Tucker and all that. Um, I'm actually fine with how it turned out because it made me get behind Wolfgang. Like there was a point in uh, Wolfgang's oh, run. Yeah. I really thought Shayma got advanced to the finals. I thought he was the plucky underdog baby face. He was really, he's Pete deceptively Dunn. agile. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like a demo or a Rusev uh, in, that, uh, in that regard. No, but he, I think he, work, he moves better than Rusev. Uh, see, Wolfgang, if I recall correctly, is like 250 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So he's around that. And, and he's not si Rusev na chunky and built. He's no, just, it's not even, right? It's, it's, it's one of these weird things with the UK wrestlers that they look stocky. 
they only a relative few of them look appealing. Yeah, yeah. Like Sina Sina Taylor Bate, Sina Wade Barrett. Tucker. No, 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 no. In this tournament, in this oh, tournament. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, Mark Jordan Andrews, Devlin to a degree. Ah, uh, no, not even Jordan Devlin. Jordan, oh god. Ang lakay na ulo niya, literally. Yeah, Ang yes, yes, exactly. I'm like, trying was... to figure out what is wrong with the Jordan Devlin image when I look at him. Ang lakay na ulo. Yeah, niya. right. And his and his and his limbs are and his frame is so small. And he tries to separate himself from from Finn Balor. Yeah. And he comes out in a fucking leather jacket and looks like Finn Balor to boot. An yeah. uglier Finn Balor. Yeah. So, well, it defeats the purpose. Did, did he get far? Uh, no. No, thank Hang God. Second round now. Jesus, thank God. Got eliminated uh, by Tyler Bate. Like real quick. Uh, you wanna, that, that, that finish with, who was his opponent in the first round? Uh, see, Danny Birch. Danny Birch, yeah. Danny Birch should have won. Jesus. Um, uh, that was legit scary, Jung, in degree, yeah. and, and busted Jung, I know. No, I was glad that it was because of the end degree, not because of the double stomp on the corner. I say, if that were the case, it, it means that he probably whiplashed into, uh, from the mat, which wasn't the case for that. But that finish was a botch, wasn't it? Uh, it seems so, yes. Um, I think Devlin was supposed to win for sure, but it wasn't supposed to end that way. Okay. So I don't know, but I guess, uh, the blood made up for it. Yeah. If it wasn't the finishing sequence that they planned. What I like about, um, everything that they did in just two days, four hours really, is that they were able to get you hooked to a simple story. Yeah. Which was that Pete Dunn was a jackass and that he would not, uh, well, actually, assassin to him. So, wait, wait, sorry, spoil me for this one bit. Uh, did the match with Sam Gradwell push through? Yes, it did. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, it, but it's not like Gradwell put up much of a fight. Yeah, I can say, yeah. He's He's telling him. He was injured now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pete Dunn really had a pass essentially to the third round. Sam Gradwell looks like, you know, budget Snitsky. No, he reminds me of like Silas from the Da Vinci. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, in a wrestling context, he's like Budget Snitsky when he was all ball and monstery. Yeah, okay, okay, I get that. I get that. So, ayun, um, I, I really appreciated how the, the story was who can defeat Pete Dunne and put him in his place. And if you don't know progress wrestling, the, you can just accept this all as canon, right? But if you know your progress wrestling, which I gotta shout Anthony Quelly out for, You'll realize that uh, guys like Trent Seven and Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate are all part of the same stable. Yeah, in British Strong Style. So um, they completely threw that kayfabe out the window. Sure, and it's just it's packaged them as individuals. Um, but which leads to, I guess, the question from from keen observers on the internet: Is Progress Wrestling on its way to being part of the WWE Network? Well, Insane Championship Wrestling is, and we might see Grado and and you know and Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway Back on the WWE Network, right? So uh, that's fine. Uh, you you watch an ICW show, so what do you think of that? I'm excited because I, I I like Demo. I've only seen Demo a couple of times, and I want to see his earlier stuff. Uh, we, we don't know what the scope of the partnership is, but uh, um, I think we're gonna get some on-demand content for sure. I think the way it's gonna be now for the network moving forward is they're really gonna push through with the tiered uh, payment system. Jesus, and you and you thought that you had enough to watch. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna pick and choose, pick and choose pa rin. Um, it, there'll probably be some Sunday nights when you'll be all alone at home and oh, have true. nothing Absolutely, better to do. Yeah. So I think that's the best use of your network subscription. And we're gonna get to see Sack Saber again. Yeah, ZSJ, more ZSJ, um, more, you know, more Drew Galloway, uh, Big Demo. So all, all of these names, you can, you can actually catch them more. But if you can get, if, if the network can get progress wrestling, the, that's more exposure for the British wrestling scene. Mm. Which, you know, even though in, in some circles we joke about, uh, British wrestling, wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. It's actually something worth paying attention to. Eh, you know, uh, 
British wrestling is good if it, if one guy didn't ruin for us. Yeah. But, you know, I think uh, going back to the championship tournament, if this is a new concept to you, like the uh, British Strong Style, for example, or even British wrestling, I think it gives you the opportunity to appreciate it. Actually, it didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't see a lot of things that were exclusively British wrestling, at least in, the, in day one of the tournament. Um, it's not necessarily just yung wrestling mismo, but the vibe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, um, even the you, British crowd I mean, singing. You, you, but you, would you, you see? Yeah, but, you get that from uh, NXT TakeOver London, right? You get that every now and then. Pero, there are some people who are like, Baha naman kasi NXT yan. No. So if you needed any more proof na, yes, this is really how the Brit- British fans are, ito na yun. No, but, uh, you know, I was expecting more things that were exclusively British wrestling, like an exclusively British style that may or may not translate well to an, a, a global audience, but at least you would showcase the fact that this is how they wrestle in England. The world yeah. of sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, how do you do it in progress and Rev Pro? Stuff like that. Right, right. Um, you, you could tell that it was still very WWE. Yeah, uh, I, I guess they were told to wrestle in a WWE style, uh, you know, uh, base their wrestling on that style that everyone knows, you know, punch, kick, slam, stuff like that. But... Uh, I can see them where there were flair, where, where there were flourishes of British wrestling. I just wanted to see more. Cause I know, I have an idea of what British wrestling is. Yeah. And it wasn't that, or completely that. Yeah, I, I probably would agree. I mean, I, I was pretty happy with some of the strong style stuff. Uh, I really appreciated how they had to go stiff. Yeah. Uh, uh, you you could have seen that in the Cruiserweight Classic, right? Or, or in NXT. Yeah, but, but when it's a big dude, when it's, you know, sure. uh, bigger dudes. But you notice how, ha- so go to more than half the tournament. Is a cruiserweight bit. Oh yeah, that's true. You right. If you pay attention, uh, almost all of them are cruiserweights. So mm-hmm. you can name off the top of your head the heavyweights like Wolfgang, Tyson T Bone. Wolfgang is barely a heavyweight though. Uh, Trent Seven barely yeah. a heavyweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's more because of his. Yeah, uh, his. I thought Tyson T Bone would win. Out and out and. I thought Tyson T Bone was the winner, but Wolfgang did. A, uh, and and you'll see this until until the end of Wolfgang's run. Uh, he does a good job of making no, but, himself. No, I, I know. I know that Wolfgang is a, a good wrestler, man. No doubt about that. Yeah. So I I think that's about it uh, from the UK Championship tournament. Um, if if that. Uh, showcase doesn't make you a fan of, say, uh, Tyler Bate or Pete Dunne, then I don't know what will, because hey, that's the that's the best way for them to adapt these uh, quote-unquote foreign specimen into the WWE system. I think the only problem now is there wasn't a concrete plan to integrate the wrestlers they hired for this tournament into the larger WWE environment, right? We, we didn't true, get an true. announcement whether on, on whether there will be an, a UK exclusive show on the network or whether... It's no, we did get the announcement, yeah, yeah, but, but we, no details. Yeah, we, like what happened to the Cruiserweights? You know that you knew that they were going to come to Raw after the tournament ended, right? Yep. So why didn't we get that same thing here? Um, at least, at the very least, you know, take them to NXT or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so we got none of that. Which makes it weird that Tyler Bate is uh, holding the UK championship. Because, mm. hey, sure, he'll be the reigning champion. But uh, who's going to watch him, right? Unless uh, uh, they're going to book him in championship matches in places like Progress or you know ICW, right? I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did that to Progress, given that you know, there is some sort of existing relationship. Yeah. And if you notice on day two, they'll actually be showing the leaders of ICW and Progress in the crowd. So uh, they'll be acknowledged. Okay. So okay. you can tell that there's really a relationship brewing between you know these, these companies. So there, uh, that's, that's about it for the UKCT. Before we talk about Raw, uh, the biggest news heading into Raw was the fact that, yes, it's true. It's damn true. Kurt Angle... 
is finally going to uh, be inducted into the, the WWE Hall of Fame. This year. Yeah, uh, this year. He's the headliner. It totally came from nowhere. No? Uh, from out of nowhere. Because he wasn't on the prospective list. Because yeah. I think there were people uh, who already leaked a list of the Hall of Famers for this year. It's on Reddit. And Kurt Angle's name was nowhere to be found. Yeah, and we never knew that there were any talks, right? Uh, whoever leaked that list, it might have been leaked as a red herring. So good job. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, then we might not see guys like Christian or William Regal on, on this year's induction ballot, right? Which kind of sucks, but it's fine. That's, there's enough time. Let's wait and see. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty jealous of Brian Campbell of ESPN because he got to break the story. Okay. So he actually got to interview. No, Kurt. ESPN always breaks the story. You know, no, no, no. Sometimes yes. they do it inside Rolling Stone. No. Yes, no. they do. They, they no. were traded. They, there was a year that they had different outlets breaking it. Rolling day. Stone only did WWE coverage like last year. And I know ESPN always did it first because ESPN was their new partner. Now, I, I, I just distinctly remember them having a traded, they, they would trade uh, media outlets every I just think we remember that it was always ESPN first. But, uh, well, for most of the, for most of the announcements, it was always ESPN first. It, it, it's it's a it's a big story, especially given the way that they uh, they separated in two thousand six WWE and oh, yeah. Angle. And um, if you look at his career to date, eighteen year career, majority of that was actually spent outside yeah. of WWE. Only the first seven years uh, were with WWE, and then after that it was TNA, the Indies, and and all of that. So um, I I think his resume nonetheless still speaks for itself. Oh, no, man. Seven years, four time WWE champion. Uh, former World Heavyweight Champion, Royal Rumble winner, King of the Ring, uh, Tag Team Champion, IC European. He won everything. everything. Yeah, he won everything. He, he was one hell of a rookie then. Won. Yes. Um, it, uh, we talked about unicorns, I think, last week. Uh, uh, related to Okada and Omega. If we were having this conversation 15 years ago, Kurt uh, Angle would definitely have fit in that mold. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, they're not going to include whatever he accomplished with TNA. Obviously not. And with these other federations. But I think it doesn't matter. Because in, in, in those seven years, Kurt Angle proved now while he wasn't the main guy, he was a cog that couldn't be replaced. Mm. Well, yeah, that's true. Because even, even when he was away, it was hard to imagine uh, the WWE active roster without him. And I'm saying this from, from being a new fan and then coming in, uh, oh, Kurt Angle's one of the main heels and he gets injured or becomes a GM. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, I miss <laughs> Angle. Yeah. yeah. But you remember those days. Uh, for what I, I just want Angle to appear on the second season of the Edge and Christian show. I think that yes. would be great. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the Royal Rumble and have, say, one last moment at Mania. Oh. Ang problema lang dun, Mania is looking like such a stacked card now. Full of singles matches. Such that if you have Kurt Angle there, para magiging mema na lang siya. And I don't want it to be reduced to, you know, like a five minute filler or to what, whatever Triple H and Sting became in 31. <laughs> Sayang eh, because this is Kurt fucking Angle. And, uh, well, well, if, if you're gonna be afraid that it might be like Triple H versus Sting, it's gonna be like that if, if Angle has another match. Is it? Whoever he's gonna face, he's gonna go out on his back. For sure. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, Especially know, if it's a young guy, right? Like a Baron Corbin. Like a Rusev. Or a, or a Rusev, yeah. It, w- it would be nice if he had, like, say, some sort of interaction with American Alpha. Yeah. If he became their manager yes. or some shit. That would be something would be I would pop for. Team yeah. Angle 2017. Yes. And he'd be the perfect mentor, the perfect coach of a former Olympian, just like Chad Gable. Tapos suplex machine, just like Jason Jordan. It'd be great. I would love that. 
Um, so details right now are very are very limited. So we don't know the extent of the WWE Legends contract, what uh, what that entails, and what responsibilities he'll have on television. So it's it's again a wait and see thing, and I guess uh, wait and see then for next week to see who gets inducted by uh, by then. Now uh, let's go to Raw and how um, I don't know. It it wasn't as tiring as last week's. I'll tell you that, <clears throat> but there were some things that there were some things that people had split opinions on, <laughs> like the Charlotte Bailey promo, and there were some things that actually worked, like Sami Zayn teaming up with Roman and Seth Rollins. Mm. I like that backstage segment that um, Sami Zayn, teasing the shield, had, yeah, yeah, teasing the shield. Now he he was taking Dean Ambrose's place, and then Rollins, to an extent, was self-aware on his own. Brian, this guy's crazier than Ambrose. And if if you listen to your podcasts, like Talk Is Jericho, you'll know now the way Sami Zayn portrayed himself is very much the way he is backstage, according to the likes of Kevin Owens. So it was a nice way of incorporating yung quirky side Sami beyond the fact that he's just an underdog. Like you yeah. gave him a layer. Yeah. He's OC. So, I think. Uh, I think at this point they are slowly building up Sami Zayn for his redemption story again, his nth redemption story. So, um, with these things, uh, back then, like a couple of months ago, I, I don't think you would have seen him in this spot, main eventing Raw, even if it's alongside guys like Roman Reigns and Triple A, uh, Seth Rollins, right? So, I think we're in for a good Sami Zayn run. I don't know for what though. It could be for the U.S. Championship. Um, I don't know if it's for the Universal Championship. Actually, the whole main event picture heading to, into WrestleMania is up in the air. I yeah. can't, I can't predict anything. Yeah. Um, there are rumors that it's going to be Owens and Jericho for the US title at WrestleMania, which entails that Owens drops the Universal title to Roman Reigns. Somewhere along the line. Uh, it could be as early as the Rumble. It could be later than that. Yeah. So in, I'm, I'm guessing the same thing as well because there's no way they do Owens versus Jericho for the Universal Championship at this at this point in yeah. Jericho's career. So who do you put against Roman Reigns though? I don't know. I say with the insistence to keep him as a babyface. Mm. I mean, you put him up against a Braun Strowman. Yeah, exactly. Which would muddle the waters even further. I mean, it it could realistically work if you had Reigns win the Universal Title as a Rumble and then have Braun Strowman win the Rumble match itself. That sets up their trajectory for Mania. So you have that. Um, and then Rollins, he's just going to be in the Rumble, but it's not like he'll win. Because mm. you know that he has Triple H uh, at Mania as well. Uh, yeah, but it happens. I think it has to at this point. Right. I mean, they've been teasing it for so long. It's not like, wh- where else is Seth Rollins going to go? It's, it's so stupid then because uh, two weeks ago, he was like, don't think I forgot about you, Triple H. And then now, nary a mention of the Triple H beef. So I, I find that bothersome. But what I like about the main event picture, at least from this week's episode of Raw, is that multiple storylines were integrated, pero kulang parin. Because it's just these six guys. Yeah. Like, there are other Raw superstars who are in the Rumble. Fine, they involved Brock Lesnar this week. They involved Goldberg a couple weeks ago. But what about the New Day? Why can't they figure in that conversation? Are they not among the big boys as well? Uh, why are they stuck being mean girls towards Titus O'Neil? A storyline which I don't understand. Nothing makes sense on Raw anymore. Yeah, um, if it, uh, you, you qualities that supposedly make you a baby face are what make you a heel. Apparently. If your wife gets disrespected, you're the heel. If you're trying to be friends with the other black dudes, you're a heel. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, since we're talking about black people, it was MLK Day, and then Brandon, uh, from, from Smart Kenny brought this up. Rich Swan was this year's annual black person stompee. By Neville, right? Yeah, by Neville. 
Happy yeah. Martin Luther King Day, America. <laughs> yeah. Never change. Um, That's what happens when you get run by a white guy. <laughs> so um, I think the last thing that we got to talk about would be the Charlotte Bailey thing. Did you at least see that? No. The, the I don't exchange. really care. It was, it was a fun exchange because uh, they were able to bring up um, Bailey's past as a fan and Charlotte mocked it. Mocked <laughs> every bit of the fact that Bailey was every bit of fan as you and I. Eh. Now she wrote poems and she was a teenager and you know um, these were what motivated her all that shit and Bailey came out and did did her own little rhyme so parang you know John Cena na I, I knew about that for sure so that was funny I mean mababaw siya yeah but I don't think at this point Bailey can go really deep in terms of nuances and shit um, so I, I I'd like to think it was an enjoyable watch in itself if you don't, if you turn your brain off I guess yeah yeah. Well, okay lang. Uh, it, it's not something na pag-iisipan mo ng, ng maigi. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's just something you accept as is. Yeah. These yeah. things happen. Yeah. So where's Sasha now, though? Uh, Sasha's feuding with Nia Jax. For? For nothing. Um, well, Nia Jax is mad na Sasha cost her the title shot. Okay. There was a contendership match between Bailey and Nia. Right. Sasha interfered. Bailey hit the hugplex. It seems like uh, they're gonna figure into a fatal four way at WrestleMania. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, with Nia taking the, the the spot that you know we'd assume Becky Lynch to take. So, so there. Uh, what happened to Sasha was they showed her doing a warm up before Raw began, so empty arena, and then Nia Jax ambushes her. Whoa. So okay. it's something new. Yeah. Something we haven't seen before. But that's how they took Sasha out of this week's episode. So, sorry, Tanya. Tambay na siya backstage. I guess. Yeah. Uh, where does Dasha screw up SmackDown, right? Yeah. Dasha Fuentes, yeah. Dasha screws up a SmackDown every week. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you have to watch, you have to watch how, nakakaawa siya. It's very cringeworthy. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Say, she, she's still better by herself than Charlie Caruso. It just so happens that I think she's, uh, self-conscious in a live setting. So, I think you just have to keep training her in a tape setting. Yeah, dude. It's so embarrassing. Like, I don't want to, I don't want him to fire her. I just want him to get her better, right? Yeah. Mike Rome is doing a better job. Uh, he's showing, he does backstage, uh, no? it's it's a yeah, at Rome. Ah, okay. So, I think this is the first time he did that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's much better than Dasha Absolutely. and Charlie. I like Mike Rome. I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan already. Okay, so let's go to SmackDown, uh, where it was revealed that one, Mickey James is La Luchadora. Which is great, great, and, and a great addition. And two, Mickey James is back full time. Yeah. It, as, uh, it seems at least. Uh, we all thought that she was going down to NXT after the whole match against Asuka. But, uh, I'm happy that, uh, they decided to stock her on SmackDown because in SmackDown, women's division needs a lot of more faces. Yeah. And I, it also needs good heels. Yeah. Um, Becky Lynch on her own is already a great baby face to yeah. build around. And you can have Naomi pop in and out. I yeah. don't really care. You can have Nikki Bella pop in and out. That's fine too. But you need more heel, heels with teeth. Yeah. Because Sinati, the way that they've, uh, the way that she's handled herself over the last, what, two, three months. Yeah. You can see that there really is a ceiling for her. Yep. Whereas you have someone like Alexa Bliss who can transcend that. Yeah. And then you have someone like Mickey James who's proven that she's actually on a different level. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty happy that they bring, uh, that they brought Mickey James back and that she's playing a heel in the SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the whole Becky Lynch versus Mickey James feud. And then I'm, ha- I'm looking forward to maybe an Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Bella feud. Uh, let's just move things forward in the women's division because that's the more popping division right now compared to Raw. 
Yeah, um, I could afford not having a Raw women's title match at Mania yeah. if it meant that the SmackDown women's match was really epic. Like, give me, give me Becky, Nikki, Alexa, and Mickey James, and I'll take that over Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Naya. As much as I love Sasha, I can actually say that because I, um, I don't know. The, the SmackDown group's just way, way. Yeah, hey, come on, better writing all around. Yeah. Um, what else is there to talk about at this point? I mean. You know, we haven't seen SmackDown, so uh, we we talked about John Cena last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not like w- what's funny about not having seen SmackDown today is that no one is really making a big deal out of it. It's a circle snapping. Yeah, and that's how you know that it's not must see this week. No, I don't know. I I think it is must see because of you know who the main event. I think the main event by itself, a steel cage match with women for the first time in years, I guess. But the FOMO it just isn't there. Um, I don't know. I I don't feel it right now. I mean, I'm excited to just, download it. Maybe it was just a tough. Uh, it was just a tough, uh, a tough watch today, this week, right? A tough time to find schedule for. Yeah, and, and now that, now that you talk about schedules, it's it's really tough to manage it now. I mean, and this is funny coming from me. And I I have more time on my hands than I yeah. ever have. Jesus, but I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up with everything. I haven't seen two hundred five live the last two weeks. Same. Uh, I haven't seen you know, NXT main event from last week. I haven't seen the Lucha Underground mid season finale. Um, and well, when does it ever stop, right? Yeah, when does it ever? No, it it does kind of ease oh, up. Oh, it doesn't stop. No, no, it eases up because LU is going to be out until July. But then you know, it's still a lot of things to catch up on when there's no wrestling on today. You yeah, s- you just use that day to watch more wrestling that you missed. Yeah, which is something I've come to accept. But it's not like you have the time for that every day, every week, right? Which begs the question: Is it time to have the off season? Ah, uh, yeah. Can we have this Actually, conversation no. again? You know what would be great? Uh, if this, if an off season was assigned in a way in a Raw and SmackDown can take off seasons off, can trade off seasons, parang a conference in the PBA, right? Yeah. And then just converge just enough for WrestleMania. So tipo, after Mania, you have four months and it's just Raw. Yeah. And then after that, another four months and it's just SmackDown. It's going to be weird lang to figure out because, uh, there's going to be a show that doesn't have enough promotion for WrestleMania. Yeah. Because from a four-month break, boom, sabak na to road to WrestleMania. Right? Yeah. I don't know how you manage that. Because the other, the other solution that I remember na bumenta sa akin, I think this is from uh, David Shoemaker way, way back, was you give individuals an off-season. Oh, yeah. That's true. So instead of a 12-month working schedule... Nine months lang silang on the road. And then there's a mandatory three-month period where they're written off TV because they have to go on break. That's another though. It's, it kind of kills creativity because uh, even though you can write them off in so many different ways, you know, the audience will expect them to get written off. And the problem with that is it doesn't solve the problem of viewer fatigue. Yeah. Because even if nawala si Alexa Bliss, for example, for three months, the show goes on. Yeah. So it doesn't stop. Yeah, you still have to can- catch it. Right, right. Now, we're not players, but the show is still there. So, how do you remedy that? I, think I it, don't know. I, I think it boils down to being really picky and just choosing what you watch. Because if I think about the amount of wrestling I watch in a week, like in an average week, that's five and a half from Raw, SmackDown, and Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, another two for NXT and 205 Live. So, that's seven and a half. 
Eight and a half if you count Lucha Underground. That's eight and a half hours of television. And that's more TV than people normally watch on Netflix. Absolutely, week. yeah. Unless you binge, right, on in one day. But still, uh, it's not just that there's so many hours. There's also so many different storylines to keep track of, right? Which is why I appreciate the way that NXT and Lucha Underground does it. It's every other week mm. or sometimes every two weeks. Like uh, Pentagon Jr. cannot show up for a month and people still miss him. Mm. He, he is still relevant and part of the yeah. LU. It, he doesn't get erased from the, you know, from what's popping in LU right now. Right. Whereas Saraw, even 205 Live, you see the same formula. Yeah. The main event always revolves around the championship. Mm. So whoever is cruiserweight champion and whoever he, uh, his rival is. Yeah. 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 And you know, Jack Gallagher and Arya Davari are in the middle. And then there's um I don't know, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak. No, no, no. Before them, Cedric, Alicia, and Noam Dar. Yeah. And then Nice and Drew Gulak. And and you see the same uh faces every week. It's very basic EWR self booking that you have to fill out one hour for uh, you know, of five segments, I guess. It's it's very much like in my career mode now, so twenty seventeen. Now you have certain spots, na kailangan mong pupu- uh, in, pero it doesn't have to be full, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to have an opening promo to start the show. Okay. But you have to fill in matches and segments and shit. Right. And it's kind of what you get from 205 Live, which, for me, nakasayang siya because you have talents like it's Akira not, Tazawa. It's, not really, it's really not hardworking at all, even though Tazawa's coming soon, right? Yeah. Uh, Tajiri just got injured, so you're not going to see him for a while again. But you have the Bollywood boys who you haven't seen since the pilot. Um, who else hasn't been seen? Grand Metalik hasn't been seen either. Yet, ever. Yeah. So, medyo, medyo nakakabobo siya. Uh, like, as a show. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, at this point, I think we've surp- Naka 10 weeks na ba since 205 Live? I, I'm not sure. Parang wala pa. Wala pa man Because you were telling me to save the fix-it shit for like after 10 weeks. But at this point, it really just needs oh, yeah, to be Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure, go ahead. And, you know, we, we just have to say na, yo, you need to fix 205 Live. It's good. The wrestling is good, but there is obviously a huge structural problem with the show. Yeah, um, I, I I don't understand a lot of things anymore. Like, um, ilang beses ko bang makikita si Cedric na irasal si Nice, Gulak and Dar. And it's you know, same three people. And Gallagher and Davari, right? Yeah. Even though Gallagher's transcending the cruiserweight division by now. Yeah, yun pa. That that's another problem because Gallagher in, in in that character they have somebody na bumebenta siya even with the casual audience. Uh. And yet they restrict him to, you know, feuding with Davari and using William the Umbrella. Yeah. It, it's very limiting, which is why, uh, you know, one of the rants is, uh, that the cruiserweight division just is, it's redundant. At this point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to, what to do about it. I don't want to boycott it because I like a lot of the guys who are there. But, you know, it's, it, it's just there. Has Kendrick shown up since, you know, uh, since Neville interrupted everything? Yes, yes, he has. Uh, okay. He was main event, I think, last week at 205. Live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he faced Cedric. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Parang, if I remember correctly, or was that on Raw this week? I don't remember. Might have been on Raw. But so there was a Brian Kendrick-Cedric Alexander match, which was okay. Yeah, I think it was it was a Raw. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not much to talk about this week, actually. Uh, yeah, because I haven't seen the mid-season finale of LU. Um, what we do know is that all night long between the Mac and Johnny Mundo for the LU title will be after the mid-season break in, in July. So tagal pa niya. Jesus, so long. Yeah, uh, who's gonna remember everything after that? Uh, Anthony. <laughs> there, there are stories that are gonna be uh, stretched out then, like the Mil Muertes, Katrina, and uh, Vampiro and Prince Puma feud. 
Then you have um, see Jeremiah Crane yeah. feuding with Katrina. Uh, Eva Lee's where she fits in all this. Uh, Cage and his Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know if you know about this. Yeah, I know about the gauntlet. Yeah, so he's got this gauntlet that makes with him. Gems. Yeah, makes him powerful and shit, and like he's possessed. Um, see what's his face? Cortez Castro is back under a mask. Yeah, as an undercover cop. Yeah, so his character is Vemeno, but you know he's like a he's a, he's a generic luchador, <laughs> basically. Um, and na yung, yung, see si Captain, what's her face? Captain Vasquez Ata or something? Yeah. Like, his, his commanding officer. Too? No, she's an immortal. What? Oh, you missed this. Oh, uh, obviously. Yeah, she's an immortal. So she's like a descendant of this ancient Aztec tribe. Na kaaway niya sina Dario Cueto and his family. Okay. Or something like that. So, uh, she's, she wants to take revenge on him by bringing the temple down. Okay. That's what her agenda is. And that's why she's been sending officers Mihan and Reyes. Right. Into the temple. Okay, so that's that's her backstory. Na mind fuck din when I when I found out. That that's the thing about LU. Like mama mama mind fuck and it's kind of convoluted, but you still learn to accept it. Because it's yeah, because that's how it is and that's how it markets itself. There's no there's no choice for you but to accept it or not accept it. Yeah, cuz it's a telenovela uh, about a wrestling promotion as opposed to just a show featuring about wrestling, a wrestling yeah. promotion. And I guess, I guess that's what gives it its charm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think we're done for the week. Yeah. That, that reaches to the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, picks of the week? Uh, you sure. have to have a pick of the week. Yeah, fine. Uh, I'll steal it first. Um, Tyler Bate versus uh, Tucker. Sure. Yeah. I'll take Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. Okay. From, from the finals. Sure. It, was, it, was a, it wasn't like a five-star classic. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. None of that. But it was obviously the best match from the championship tournament. So go WC. ahead and catch that. Yeah. So it, um, at the end of the day, the UKCT was must-see. And I guess after recording this, I'll probably be watching SmackDown. Because I need to Yeah. And SmackDown is a better show anyway. Right. Now, on some plugs and upcoming events, we, uh, tomorrow we've got the Revo show. That's January 19. Um, by, the, by the time you hear this, it'll be tonight. So we'll see you tonight at Mo's in Matalino. If you've never been there, it's at UP Teachers Village. Yes. Entrance fees around 300 pesos. And it's not bad. Um, given, given the program lineup, I've yeah. seen the lineup. It's, it's Come on, guys. If you support local wrestling and you have time tomorrow night and you have extra cash, please do come. You, um, it'll be a fun time. You can join the games. You can uh, interact with your favorite PWR wrestlers. Uh, there's a tag team drinking game that JDL is hosting, and that's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I also hear that there will be signed merch that will be auctioned Yon. off at the Rebel Show. Yon. So that will be something special for all of you who attend. I'll be hosting it, so that's uh, something I'm excited about. And there are some acts I've never seen perform that I would want to see uh, take the stage. Yes. So that's January 19. Of course, on January 27, we've got the premiere of The Wrestling God Season 2 on yeah. Fox. It'll be airing right before every WWE program, most especially the Royal Rumble. On January 29, that's a Sunday, you've got PWR Live Bagong Yugto. Uh, I think pretty much the entire lineup has been announced. Oh, the entire match card is there and on Facebook. And January 29, I think it's also NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Yes, that's right. So you can catch TakeOver San Antonio in the morning. And then at 5 p.m., that's when doors open at uh, Venue 142. Wrestling Sunday. Yes, there is a new venue as well. Goodbye, iAcademy. Yeah. Good riddance. Thanks for the aircon the first time. Yeah, so now we're moving up north. So to our friends and followers and fans in the north, we, we have finally heard you. 
Venue 142, that's the venue. It's uh, along White Plains Avenue. If you're familiar with yung Pande Manila sa White Plains, na yeah, right yeah, next yeah. to it, there's yung nakabaligtad na kotse. <laughs> it's right across that. That's your landmarks. It's right across that. Never even knew there was a there was an events place over there. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, but now now we do. Now we know. And the very next day, January 30, you've got a PWR fundraiser in the form of the Royal Rumble Viewing Party. The much-awaited Royal Rumble Viewing Party. Uh, we heard a lot of you want to go, but we do hope that all of you will go. Yeah, there have been a lot of questions like, Tuloy Bato, is it going to happen? Um, and, and finally, the answer is yes, it'll be at Skinny Mike's. It starts at 7 a.m. Because uh, if any of you want to catch the pre-show, we want to make it available for you. And we know that parking can be a bitch at BGC. So it helps to be early. It helps to reserve a table for your group because it's really first come, first serve. Here's what you can expect, though. There will be an entrance fee for the first time. It's 300 pesos. It is a fundraiser after all. Yeah. But there will be a free drink that comes with it. Yo, That's number one. Number two, you get to hang out with your favorite uh, PWR wrestlers. If you know, if if, if you, you have any favorite PWR wrestlers. Yeah. You can hang out with other wrestling fans in the Philippines or your friends or you can make new friends. That's number three. Number four... You might just win some prizes from our friends at Fox. Okay. Because as of tonight, uh, Fox confirmed. confirmed that they will be giving away some prizes at the viewing party. But I want 15 peso wings. Yeah, yeah. We Jesus can't Christ. give you that. We need to talk to them about that. Talk to Benny. I, I, no, I don't think we can do that. Okay, not, not, not with this current setup. Okay, fine. But it will be worth it. That That's something we can guarantee. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Royal Rumble viewing party is on January 30. That's Monday at 7 a.m. So it's got it's going to be a stacked uh, latter half of January if you are a wrestling fan. And I think uh, that's pretty much the way we want to kick off 2017, right? Absolutely. So we'll catch you again for next week's episode of the SGP podcast. On behalf of Rowdy Rafkamos, who is stuck at work. I hope he's smoking a Cubano somewhere. And uh, Ravishing Romaran, who really needs to get some sleep. Yes. My name is Stunning Stan C, and we are out of here. Peace. Glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.